Radio. Let's talk pets. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me tonight, as always, are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do? And this is our most recent house training podcast, part two. If you look at our just released podcast, the one before this one, we revisited house training. That's almost a pun, you know. Just released. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Only you you would go there. Only you, yes. (laughs) Only I would go there? You're so Sorry. Funny. Sorry. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, serious And business. this is what I have to deal with. <laughs> we just recorded a podcast on house training, which we have talked about in previous podcasts, but we've had a lot of questions on house training, both from our training students and emails from podcast listeners. So we talked about what house training is, crate training, going outside with your dog, all the other basics on on house training. This podcast, what we're going to do is talk about some of the things that affect your dog's ability to be house trained or things that could upset his house training skills and ways that you can help him. For example, health issues, living in a condo or an apartment in a big city. Weather. Weather. Doggy doors. So there's a lot of things that can make house training more difficult. So we're going to talk about those this time. And first of all, let's talk about doggy doors. I do have a doggy door. Wait, wait, wait. You know, you know what happens. Well, I don't have to house train my puppy. I put in a doggy door. Oh, yes. 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 And that's why I'm admitting right off the bat, I do have a doggy door. My doggy door goes out to a fenced enclosed area, not to the free backyard but it does go to an area where they can relieve themselves. But I don't train the puppy with that. All of my dogs need to be able to tell me when they need to go outside. And I want to go outside with them and praise and reward them for going. Make sure they're going. Make sure they're going and that they're going to the spot where I prefer them to go Mm -hmm. in the backyard. But the biggest thing is I want them to be able to tell me. Mm -hmm. I gotta go. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And you can't do that with a doggy door. Of the hundreds of people that have said, oh, I don't have to worry, I put up a doggy door, and I've asked, how's that working for you? I've only had a couple said that it worked great. And in my mind, they just haven't found where the puppy's going inside yet. (laughs) And all the other options. I don't have a doggy door in the RV. (laughs) Right, right, yeah. If we go to, if we're traveling and we stay in a hotel or motel, there's there's no no doggy doggy door. door. I want my dogs to be able to control themselves inside, tell me they need to go outside or need to relieve themselves. And then when they're well-trained and mature, then they can have access to the doggy door. So for example, Hero's my youngest, he's two. I had a baby gate up so that he did not have access to the doggy door until he was at least a year old. Yeah. And when I couldn't watch him, he was in a crate or in a safe place outside. 
I went outside with him every single trip outside, praised and rewarded him, brought him back inside. When he was about a year old, I let him follow Bones in and out the doggy door. He went, cool, this is the most fun ever. And now, for example, one day a week, I'm taking a class all morning. They can go in and out, relieve themselves out in this enclosed area, like a dog run, and come back in. But he didn't have that access when he was a puppy. Not only would it have ruined his house training, but he'd be chewing on things and raiding trash cans and mm-hmm. chasing the cats and, and all those other fun mm-hmm. things. Now he's never learned that. He doesn't do that. He's never had a chance to learn those bad habits. And he's very reliable. And there's that little extra thing, too, that bladder control is a muscle. Yes. Exactly. And that muscle must be worked. Right. Yes. So learning to hold, it's not just learning, it's also doing your exercises to make that muscle stronger. Yes. I find that the doggy door is from my bedroom. And so at night, if I have the baby gate up or the door closed, they rarely go outside. I could hear when they go out the doggy door. They rarely, once they settle down for the night, they rarely ever go outside. If I hear the doggy door, the dogs are usually in the bed with me, and it's one of the cats going out to the catio. The cats will go in and out, and in and out, and in and out. The dogs rarely do. But when Hero first had access to it, he went out a lot. It was the novelty of it. Oh, look, I can do this. <laughs> not surprising. Fun. Yeah, it was fun. I could go outside. And there were a few times in hot weather where he went out there to sleep. Oh. There's a plastic garden bench out there, the kind with the storage underneath it. Mm -hmm. And I would hear him go out and up onto the plastic bench, and then he wouldn't come back in for a little while. Cooler. Which which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. It's a safe spot. Right. It's got a floor in, it's got a top, and and it's very safe. So uh, that that was absolutely fine. But a doggy door does not, as you've proven, does not take away the responsibility of teaching house training. Right. Especially, yeah, you hear it all the time. I have a doggy door, but he still comes in and goes potty. Yeah. Well, yeah. So how's it working for you on that doggy <laughs> yeah, door? Yeah, exactly. So close it. I don't, well, I don't have a doggy door from the inside in my house, but I have one from the garage to the backyard. Mm-hmm. But in the house, no. And when they need to go to outside, they go to the door and... Do their little yelp and whiny noise, whatever, and tells me. Yours to the garage, though, is is almost a different situation because that's to provide them shelter. Yeah, more from shelter. bad weather. Exactly. They've got the beds in there. Mm-hmm. A little. Fin- it's not the whole garage, no. but it's a little enclosed section. Right. Dog L- like in my the garage. Like my enclosed section outside. Yeah, mine's reversed. It's reversed, mm-hmm. and they've got water and some dog beds, and so inclement weather, whether raining and storming or too hot, right. they can come in for shelter. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But since I have indoor cats and I'm out where I'm at, um, I don't no. have too, dog doors. Cause too I dangerous. Want, I don't want the cats out, but then I don't want critters coming in. <laughs> yeah. So, no dog door. Yeah. yeah. Once they know that it's additional freedom, as oh, you yeah. rebel them. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Or, or functionality if if you have to be away too long. But it's not the way to house train puppies. No. 
All right, another thing that can affect house training skills is health issues. There's a lot of things that can cause an upset in both house training skills with urination or with defecation. One of the most common that we see with puppies is a UTI, a urinary tract infection. And often the puppy owners will come to class and say, puppy was doing pretty good, but now she's urinating a lot and in the house too. Or more often. Or more often. But little spots. Yeah, that type of thing. And the it's first classic. Yeah. And the first thing yeah. we tell them is go talk to your vet. Mm -hmm. And don't just go to your vet and say, She's got a house training problem. Tell your veterinarian exactly what's going on. Mm -hmm. And very often it is a the UTI. Uh -huh. It's pretty common in young dogs. Not very good at keeping themselves clean or... Or they're low squatters. <laughs> low squatters, especially the girls. Exactly. Well, and I had a couple in puppy class. They were an older couple and they were like, she's lost her house training. Well, upon asking questions and so forth, she had one evening where she had diarrhea. It's like, she's been okay since then? Then that was a one-off. She can't... Oh, just that one time? And just the one time. They took it as... Oh. It said she had an upset that's stomach, something happened. happened. Yeah. Uh, that's a one time up. Let's not, if yeah. she's gone back to a good schedule, don't worry about it. Ga gastrointestinal upset is tough. Yeah. There's more than one person I know who's talked about making a mad dash to the bathroom. Or the other, you know, throwing up. Yeah. Not making it. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Yeah. There's other diseases which are not as common in puppies but if you have a newly adopted dog or if you have a dog that's been in the household for a while and suddenly has some changes diabetes is one of those diabetes cushing's diabetes yeah. uh cushing's addison's kidney disease in an older dog those can all cause more more urination and or as they get older just losing a little bit they of might lose a little control, muscle control their notice that they have to go maybe when the tank is only half full right but it's only two seconds notice mm -hmm. before the brain goes hey, hey, gotta go gotta go and they just don't get up as fast maybe if they're an older dog etc they're just bowel there are reasons yeah. bowel disease inflammatory bowel disease or right. Crohn's or similar diseases that the dog can get can cause problems with defecation food allergies Hero went through a little bout of some food intolerances to the point that I actually had allergy tests done. He did seem to outgrow most of it. I'm being very careful reintroducing some ingredients, but the veterinarian told me that he might because this happened when he was younger. Mm -hmm. And he said, if you're lucky, he'll outgrow it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm being very, very careful introducing new ingredients. But he had... I won't say he had diarrhea, but he had soft stools there for a while. And he had to get out a little more quickly. Yeah. He didn't have any accidents in the house, but he was a little more urgent to get outside. So, of course, whenever he told me, I made sure that he got out right away. That can cause some problems. Medications. Oh, prednisone. Oh, yes. Yeah. Makes everybody pee like a racehorse. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Drink more water, pee more, and can make you a little cranky too. <laughs> some of the medications given as dewormers can cause some bowel issues. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. just say bowel issues. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
So if you see a change in urination or defecation with your dog, especially one that's had good habits, then talk to your veterinarian. Sometimes it's obvious, but but not. Um, what am I saying? There's a group on Facebook for blind dog owners. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole idea that it can now screw up their house training. Just oh, they don't know sure. how to get to where they used to be, or they don't know where you are to find you to tell you. Or if they're used to make a noise at the door. Right. Finding the door. Sure. Especially if they're a little older and they're a little depressed or on medications. There could be a lot of reasons. So, you know, be kind. <laughs> Look for other reasons, not just assume that they are spiked peeing. Right, right. Adolescents, teenagers. We have heard from a few owners who said the dog marked the bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> <laughs> That's adolescence. Put that dog back in a crate for a while. That dog had a little... Your bed is the place that's the most personal thing associated with you. And I don't care how many times you change your sheets, it's still the most personal spot related to you and has all of your scent. Mm -hmm. So if a dog is going to have a little tough adolescence or push your buttons, sometimes that's where it's expressed, <laughs> just to say it nicely. <laughs> So that just means that dog needs to go back to the crate for a while longer. All right, well, we need to take a break for our sponsors, so hold on. We've got a lot more to talk about when we get back. Sit, stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Listeners, I'd love to introduce you to PetPlate.com. They deliver freshly cooked human-grade dog food right to your door. I'm talking about dog food that is so high quality that even us humans could technically eat it. I've been feeding PetPlate to my pup for the last two weeks, and it's perfect for my picky pup and perfect for me since I'm so busy. So if you want something super healthy, really tasty, and ready to serve, go to PetPlate.com forward slash spot to get 30% off your first box. Once again, that's PetPlate.com forward slash spot to get 30% off your first box. P-E-T-P-L-A-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm Liz. With me today are Petra and Kate. All right. Another issue that we've 
addressed a lot. I, I have with people responding to some of my writing, some of my articles online, podcast listeners contacting us, and training clients is teaching the dog to relieve himself in the house. And there are a variety of different ways of doing so. There's litter boxes, there's potty pads, and I heard from a number of people who live in high-rises in the big city using the shower or the bathtub, Mm -hmm. which initially I was kind of shocked at, but when they explained it, it had some good reasons. So let's talk about litter boxes first, because you did a private training today with an owner who uses a litter box. And I saw a new, new to me. And uh, it is the rubber pan that you put underneath a water heater. And by putting it under the water heater, apparently you can, if if the water heater leaks, you can prevent a flood in your home. So it had a nice, fairly low lip. I was thinking mostly Now it's, when you say rubber, it's, 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 is it flexible? Is it stiff? It's in sort of industrial strength rubber. So it's, I, I imagine you could, if it was empty, fold it. All right. Not easily, but you could. But, okay. But the edges stood up nicely. All right. But not too high for even a baby puppy. Okay. And so I was very pleased to find out, I mean, this is a good-sized dog, but apparently she, since she started using it as a puppy, mm-hmm. she will stay within the parameters. Mm-hmm. Uh, perimeter parameters. Okay. And they used pelleted wood shavings? Actually, they look like just wood shavings, but oh. it was a pretty big bag, and it said something about the critters on the side. I would have thought that would track. See, I, I've heard of people using pelleted wood shavings. Well, and now they even have dog litter box right. material. Which is usually pelleted, but to cut down on the tracking. Yeah. I've heard of a lot of people using, like, mortar Pans? Mortar pans. Uh, what you would mix up. Mortar, mortar in from from the hardware store. Mm-hmm. Because those are pretty good size. And even a, a mid-size, mid to large size dog could use that. A giant size dog, probably not. No. And then the small ones might have a hard time getting into it. That, that yeah. was going to be my next point, is those have much higher size. I think that's what really attracted me to this one was sure. just, just enough of a side to hold stuff in. It was cool. Hmm. That's the first time I'd ever seen that, and and I was like, thank you. You taught me something new today. And teaching the dog to use a litter box wouldn't be difficult. You would basically use the same technique that you do to take the dog outside, except you're going to continue to take take him to this object. Right. I would not move it around a lot. I would put it in one spot and pretty much keep it there so the dog knows where to go to find it. And then... Of course, reward the dog when he's gone. Just like if you take him outside. Side. Oh, do not use cat litter. Oh, no, oh, no, no. Yeah. Especially clumping cat litter. Yeah. It's often attractive to the dogs to chew on it, munch on it, and you right. don't want that in their intestines. No, no. Clumping cat litter, is especially, is very, very dangerous. But use the pelleted or use the litter that's made expressly for dog litter boxes. Next would be potty pads. And, Petra, you use those with your Pomeranians when you're at work. Yeah. Luckily, I have a nice big bathroom. So, um... Actually, everyone should be envious. She has a very nice (laughs) big bathroom. Spa quality. (laughs) (laughs) And he's updating, but yeah, it's the roomy. 
Um, so yeah, and so luckily, yes, I can leave the potty pads down there just because they're little, and, and I live out in the rural area. They can be grabbed up by any bird of prey. And besides, and coyotes go coyote. come here, puppy, puppy, yeah, puppy. Right, You're exactly. a munchie. Yeah. <laughs> so it's safer, and then I do have a baby gate on my uh, bathroom. So when I'm gone for the and day, and they have beds in there too. They have beds in there. So yeah, it's roomy enough for well, it has three palms, crate. but two palms. It's 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 a it's <laughs> it's a big kennel for pomeranians. So they have their sleeping quarters. They have their water dish in there. They have their toilet corner there, and uh, it works out good. And even you know, I leave them down because luckily it's room enough. I do leave them down um, all the time, and. If I don't catch them and, you know, they did not give me a signal, go outside or whatever, they'll just run and dash there and, uh, and use it. So it is, it's nice to have, especially with little tiny dogs. And I can see it easily being used in apartments and yes. yes, yes. As far as using potty pads for <coughs> a puppy that's destined to go potty outside, I do see their use, but I have a few reservations. We have had some people have a difficult time transitioning the puppy from the potty pad to outside and if you're having that issue take a soiled potty pad outside to the spot where you want the dog to go and use that and gradually make the pad smaller and smaller and smaller and i know that newspapers being delivered to the home is kind of going the way of the milkman but i really don't suggest using newspapers because then when you do want to spread the paper out and read it (laughs) <laughs> or, or use it under a craft or something. Yes. Yep. Or yes. not even, just other important papers that could trigger. Yes. Yeah. 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 I just, yes. better not to go there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so the potty pads can have a, a use for any puppy, but just think about how you're going to transition mm-hmm. to the outside if that's your ultimate goal. Now, the shower, the bathtub. The way that I found out about this was I had an editor ask me to write an article on dog ownership in the big city. So I love social media for instances like these. I put out on social media, any of you living in the big cities, and I I specifically mentioned New York City, Chicago, and L.A., but I heard from people in other big cities. How do you handle house training when you live in a big city, especially if you live in a high-rise. And it was amazing. I heard from a lot of people, and one of the comments, some of them used litter boxes, some of them used potty pads, some of them worked at home and were able to take the dog out whenever the dog needed to go. But I heard from a lot of people who taught the dog to relieve himself in the walk-in shower or the bathtub. And initially I was a little grossed out. You know, a Californian who could just walk out the door and take my dog to go potty. I, I was a little shocked. But the reasoning was very good. First thing in the morning, your dog has got to go as soon as you get up. If you live on, one lady who, who contacted me lived on the 34th floor. Whoa. She says, everybody's going to work. I always have to wait for the elevator. If my dog's bouncing around saying, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. I don't want him to relieve himself in the hallway. I don't want him to relieve himself in the elevator. So first trip goes to the shower. And Mm. she said, the shower's made to be cleaned. Yeah, because you could just bleach it and rinse it and down the door. Exactly. 
spray she bottle said, with some bleach in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, she says it's right there on the shelf in the shower, marked bleach for the dog. Dog goes, squirt, 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 or pick up what needs to be picked up. Got the handle of the shower, bring it down, wash it off, and it's clean. And I was like, whoa, yeah, Great idea. why not? Yeah. yeah. And when the dog knows to go there on his own, she said, uh, other people have said, if I don't make it home at lunch, I don't have to panic and worry about my carpets because the dog just goes to the bathroom, to the shower. If we're working late, we don't have to panic because the dog's going to go to the shower. Or even the bathtub. Several said the dog, larger dogs, not a little bitty toy dog, will jump in the bathtub. But most of them use a walk-in shower. Oh, do they have ah. to put a plastic mat in the bathtub? So that in the, they jump in and they don't slip? In the bathtub, I would assume so. Either that or the stick'em things. Oh, the stick'em things. Yeah. yeah. One of the two. I actually didn't ask them about that, but I would assume in the tub they would need something non-stick. But the walk-in landing, if nothing else. <laughs> right? <laughs> but the walk-in shower. Most people said the dog used the walk-in shower. Now, a few of the people that I talked to that had little bitty toy breed dogs, the dogs rarely went for walks. Everything happened in the shower. And I'm not a big fan of that. I think we all need to get outside. But I can also see if you live in a rough climate, maybe the dog wouldn't go out in the blizzards but most people said that the dog still got regular walks at least morning and evening although the first relief session might be in the shower so to save the elevator but they did get regular walks multiple people still said that they walked morning noon and night but any other time the dog had to go he would use the shower and i think that's awesome it was something that I hadn't certainly hadn't thought about. Of course, I don't live in a big city, and I right. don't live on the 34th floor of a high-rise. But it certainly makes sense. Yeah. And again, you teach the dog the same way. It might be a little tough to get him to go that first time, but if you have a puppy, they are attracted to potty pads. I don't know what they put in the potty pad to make them go there. It's like cat litter draws a cat. You could put potty pads in the shower to start with, Take the puppy there, reward him for going there. If you have a newly adopted dog or an adult dog and you want to transition him to this, that could be a little confusing in the beginning. I would probably go outside with him. When he goes outside, get a paper towel in the urine, put it in a Ziploc bag, take it home and put it in the shower and try to cue him that way. Once you get him to go, then it would be a little bit easier. The other part I'm thinking is dogs that are worried about the shower or the bathtub because of baths. It's a bad place. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go in there. Mm -hmm. That you'd have to also think about. You'd have how the to. dog acts about right. bathtubs and showers. Make it fun by smearing peanut butter everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But it's bath time. Yep. So there's a variety of options. I was just a little astounded how many people are already doing this and like i say it's probably because that wasn't in my sphere of paying attention so, i can see living in new york that would be a really great idea oh yeah great yeah. idea. so all of our listeners that are anywhere involved anyway involved in building apartments put walk-in showers in them yes yeah yes or condos yes yes 
they are more selling point. They are much more common now in new houses than tub showers. Yeah. I think people like them better. I love my walk-in shower. All right, moving on. The next thing that we heard from a lot of people that affects house training skills, and again, those of us living in San Diego <laughs> are very spoiled, and that's weather. Uh-huh. And we go, what's weather? weather? <laughs> what is it? One winter on Facebook, there must have been 24 people discussing the best way to dig a walkway trench to a bathroom area for your dog. And is the through trench the itself snow. the ba- Yeah, I'm sorry, through the snow. Is the trench itself the bathroom? Do you open it up to a wider area? Where should that wider area be? That's D- funny that you talk about it. Cause my D- sister. Dig, dig it to a tree. My yeah. sister lives in Montana, so okay. she gets the lots of snow. And she has little dogs. And she has little chihuahua or chihuahua mixes. And a good, I laugh. She always sends me a picture where she has dug a trench, I should say, or pathway, pathway to a bigger area where she's cleaned. And the, and we're talking the snow is, you know, a foot to a couple feet. It's pretty tall. There's a little chihuahua in it. But there's this potty area, and they'll run out there and do their business real quick. Then they need some exercise. So she will then trench, like, a track around <laughs> in her backyard. And she has videoed her dog. She's like, hey, go run! And they run the track. <laughs> There's little ups and downs and meals and valleys. Yeah, right through the snow. She digs it out, and it literally is all snow, and here she sees a little racetrack, and the dogs just run and play and jump. Until their feet get cold, and then they come inside. inside. But then she has little, uh, what do you call it, like a a pit? Like a a pit stop. So here, off to the side, there's a potty area, and then there's the rest of the track. The dogs are running right in the snow. So yes, I think that, you know, us, Spoiled Californians, I thought I got a hoot out of that. I loved <laughs> oh, it. absolutely. Isn't that awesome? And then there's cold. You can be so creative. There, there's bitter cold. Yeah. And the dog's paws. Yeah. Boots. Teach him to wear dog boots. If you're going to take him outside and it's so cold, I heard from people in Chicago. Yeah. It, it's yeah. so cold that they're risk freezing his paws that your dog doesn't want to go outside. Sure. Then he's either going to hold it, he's going to refuse to go outside, or when you kick him out, he's going to be clamoring to come back in because it's too cold. And if, and if you take them out for a walk, then you've got the problem of the salted streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or the chemicals. Or anything else that they put right. on them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So teaching them where to bear, wear boots, or that's a good reason to teach some of those dogs to go potty in the shower or in the litter box or or on potty pads backup plan yeah now one thing that we face weather wise is the hot temperatures and i've got a laser thermometer and a couple years ago i went out when we had a hot streak Mm -hmm. and jotted down the temperature of dirt and grass and concrete and asphalt after measuring the air temperature and it was amazing how hot, even grass gets hot. Yeah. Grass isn't hot enough to burn their paws, but dirt certainly was, concrete was, and asphalt was like yeah. 30 to 40 degrees hotter than the air temperature. A lot of publicity the last several years on if it's too hot for you to put the palm of your hand on the concrete or the asphalt, it's too hot for your dog's paws. Mm-hmm. and. That is really true. You don't need a laser thermometer. I did it because of my curiosity. 
But put your hand on that asphalt. Can you hold it there? If you can't hold your hand on that asphalt, then it's way too hot for your dog's paws. If you can't take your shoes off and walk barefoot. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So weather can cause a dog to not want to go outside. You may have, if you have... Well, let's use yours as an example, Kate. Uh oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> Quill is very sensitive oh to temperature. Lord, oh my gosh, last night, just because it got a little foggy, he started to get cold. Really? He was like, oh no, gosh. let me go inside now. Yeah, anything below 78 is uncomfortable for him. <laughs> and anything over 82. Oh, that's true too. <laughs> he has a very narrow window of comfort. Uh huh. <laughs> and he has ways of letting me know. He looks pitiful. He looks pitiful. <laughs> yeah. My yeah, boy so he does. My boys go out and go, Yeah, 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 no problem. Yeah. Exactly, Quill, right? Quill the Jack Russell Terrier. But no coat. <laughs> he has no coat. Oh, and he's goodness. not particularly thrilled with dog boots either. No, he'll wear them, but oh gosh, a couple weeks ago I had to put him in a new jacket. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he was a statue for a while. <laughs> she mistreats him horribly. <laughs> After I beat him and put the he does not jacket like on him and then beat him again, <laughs> and then just walked away, then he eventually, he will walk, but it's full of disgust for the whole thing. And he has worn boots. Yes, he, will yes, he has. Yes. Well, when we were camping in the upper desert in Arizona with all those horrible, horrible, horrible thorns and, and burrs, he did wear his boots. He was very willing to let you put the boots on. Yeah, because those things were going through my shoes. Yes. They were going through the, going through yeah. the bottom of the, of the running shoes. The only other um, issue with is I can, it's it's a once in a blue moon, but a dog that was going where they were supposed to go when something happens. Yes, yes. Here we have Camp Pendleton, so they may start shooting off booming, booming guns. Or what was it? One dog. It was years ago. He was getting ready, he was in the middle of going, when the neighbor took a sledgehammer to an old shed and just brought it down. Oh. No. The, the neighbor didn't intend to scare him. Yeah. Probably the couldn't even see know. the dog. Yeah. But it was like, oh my God, I can't go outside. All or I can't go to that happen. part of the yard. Oh. Yeah. He didn't even want to go outside. Oh, oh. Traumatized. Oh goodness! So you know. Well, we I to... I can't laugh at that. Hero in adolescence has had moments when he's been very sensitive, mm -hmm. and because his older brother Bones is exactly the opposite, is Mister Bold Man himself. I have to stop and take a deep breath and not make fun of Hero because he's sensitive, but instead go, "All right, what's the problem?" Right. Thankfully, there hasn't been an issue with house training, knock on wood. But there have been other incidences where he's been frightened or startled. And he's not fearful, but just he thinks about stuff a lot. Oh my gosh, what was that? What happened? So in his instance, I would have to stop and think about it. What, what is and the problem? And do some... Positive reinforcement, reinforcement. redirect him. Yeah. Yeah. And... He does snap out of it. He's fine. But unfortunately uh, these people had waited three or four months before contacting me. So, so it, it was an ingrained habit. Oh shoot. Right. It oh. took more work. We did eventually get there with him. But it was a slow, careful process. And actually we had to use some drugs to help. 
Yeah. Because he just started to panic. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. yeah. It was like, well, oh, we can work on this slowly with Meta, or you can go buy a new house. <laughs> <laughs> Move. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would have been, oh, but that's God. a solution. <laughs> it is. Because he would go at friends' houses. and He's know, not so at their house anymore. Not at their house anymore. <laughs> so yeah. the point of this uh, podcast is, is just to let you know there can be a lot of things that can affect a dog's house training habits. There's a lot of alternatives other than the traditional take the dog to the backyard. So if nothing else, giving you some things to think about, especially if there is a house training problem or if you need to look at an alternative way to have your dog relieve himself. Uh, Keep in mind too that the podcast we just recorded before this one, it'll be on the list of podcasts on the website, was the basic house training skills. So if you need those, take a look at that podcast. All right. So I hope we've given you something to think about. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.